Welcome to the debut episode of the Subpar Podcast. I am Colt Nost, along with my good friend, Drew Stoltz. I'm excited to get this thing going, Sleazy. This is going to be fun, dude. Long awaited. Been waiting to release this thing for a while. We're going to get amongst it, as we like to say. I, I'm very much looking forward to it. Like I said, I'm Colt Nost, former PGA Tour player. Played out on the tour for quite a long time. Does that feel weird to say that? It's weird, but it's fresh. Former. Former. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a good run. Love, love the game of golf. So excited to to share my thoughts with you and the rest of the world. Um, I think we're going to surprise some people. Change change their view maybe of golf. Make we're going to open some eyes. We want to get behind the guy you see on the interviews on TV and the generic crap like that. We want to get to the fun personal side, get you to see the other side of some of these golf. That's kind of the goal of this thing, right? Just more or less have guys in from the world of golf, guys you see playing on TV every week and have fun. Just like we're sitting around a table, not like an interview, but more just like shooting it up. Totally with agree. the fellas. Show a total different side of these guys cuz cuz all these guys out on tour they're actually have great personalities. They just don't get to show it that much. And so we're going to bring you some very deep inside info on these guys. Probably embarrass them a little bit, you know. Hope if we do our job. Yes, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. But can't wait to just get it going with these with a bunch of different tour players, a bunch of other athletes, celebrities, all kinds of things. We're gonna have a yeah, we'll venture outside of the world of golf a little bit. Yeah, an unbelievable guest list. And we're like I said, we're gonna show you a little different side of these guys. But I'm very excited. Sleaze, we've known each other for quite a long time. Yes, many you know, many years. We almost played college golf together, but you're you couldn't get in academically over at SMU. So well, you had to go to TCU. Mixed up with my application, you know, the whole pass the SAT thing was a bit of an issue. Yep, but uh, you played collegiately at TCU over in Fort Worth. I played at SMU. Is we, that where uh, we first got to know each other? Was it in college playing against each other and random yeah. stuff around there? No, yeah, was it? I when I was right. just dominating. Back yeah, in the day. I don't quite remember. Like, you won a few, I won a few. At the end of the day, there was a mutual First respect. Off, I you know? won way more than I, a few. There's no record book to go back and check, but I won quite a bit of things. You won a couple times, you know, tit for tat type of a deal. Two Titans. Well, at one time in those world amateur rankings, there was only there was one name at the top, and it was mine. I was already building for my pro career. <laughs> I was stellar past pro career. Golf. I was past it. It's like Kobe, just straight to the league. And by league, I mean mini tours. Do you do you miss playing competitively at all? Dude, when I first got out, so for just to give a little brief background, I played at TCU. That's where I met Colt. He was at SMU, uh, finished there, played pro golf right out the gate, and uh, got stuck on the mini tours there for a little bit. Yes, as we call it, the Jicky Jack. So any event where you can write a check and gain entry into the field, that's what we call a Jicky Jack. Great term for the mini tours. So came out, played Jicks all over the place, played in Canada. I mean, I played everywhere you could play all over the map for about six, seven years. Got my web.com card, didn't have great status. Had to Monday a ton of times, you know, those go missed over and over. And I said, you know what? I quit. So, uh, yeah, I like to compare myself to a Rucker Park streetball legend who just never got a shot at the league. I couldn't leave the streets alone. But by streets, I mean the Jicky Jacks. So, I love it. But, yeah, I do miss playing, dude. Like, um, when I first stopped playing, I miss it a lot. I don't miss necessarily, like, the golf and the grind and the practice. Was, I, I enjoy competing. That's the one thing I miss about playing is just competition, right? Whether Whatever it is. And golf is, the you know, the thing that – you know, we've competed in uh, for most of our lives. So when that's gone, all of a sudden you're like, where do I get my fix? Where, what can I compete in? So I've taken up gambling and a variety of other vices um, to fill that slot. But what about you now that you're fresh out the gates? Yeah. Is we, it going to be weird, we, dude? Like not getting life. ready for a tournament? Yeah, it is weird. Um, you know, I played my last one at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Um, it was a sad day, I'll be honest. Yeah, dude, when it's it was a big over, day. Yeah, when it was over, it was, it was a tough one. Um, but, you know, I had a amazing run played played eight years out there played 199 pga tour events Ooh, one more for the big uh, i know 
Maybe get a sponsor later in the year. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta get to 200. You got to have like a farewell tour, dude. Like all the NBA players now, you know, we just go wave and they people let you score and all that stuff. <laughs> just let me score. You, you only want 25? Yeah, get 25. Yeah, but um, it was it was awesome. It was I had tons of friends and family out watching me and um, it was it was great. I was I missed the cut by a shot and I do not miss that part grinding on that cut. The refresh, line. refresh on the phone. Oh, that one was tight dumb. too because it was literally like one guy. It was yeah. like you were T65 in. Oh, guy made a birdie. Oh, T66 out. It was just back and forth that last hour or so. But um, yeah, like I said, I, it was it was a hell of a run and something I'll never forget. And I don't wouldn't trade it for anything. It was the struggles are, I mean, made me a better person. The the good times were amazing. Um, but to play at that level for so long was 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 awesome and. I will miss it a lot. Yeah. The compete, like, I mean, my buddy Ray Whitney, a former hockey player, caddied for me in my last one. And, uh, like, we're on, I'm, I played pretty good Thursday. I shot one under par, but it, like, played pretty tough in the morning and everything. And we're coming down 18. And I mean, the place is just jammed. I'm playing pretty good. And I was like, God, I'm going to miss this. This is, I mean, the juices are going. It's so fun. That's what it gets tough to you. You got to get that fix, that adrenaline, you know, yeah. that, that competition. You got to find it somewhere. But yeah. I guess it'll be this now. This, this is the it. Subpar this is what I was going to say. Get Next all chapter. Up. Now this is it. This yeah. is where we shock the world and the podcast world. And uh, like we said, we hope to get some good dudes on here. I think this first one we got, man, is going to be pretty cool. We got a guy, John Rom, that uh, obviously everyone in the world of golf knows, but not a lot of people get to see behind the curtain with John Rom. You see the club slamming and the going crazy and all that. And obviously he's one of the best players in the world, but there's a lot more to that dude. And we, I think we got a pretty good uh, – I think we went a full hour with him, man, and it was it was pretty interesting. I think people he, are going to like that. I've, I'm a John Rahm fan. I became a bigger fan after our interview with him. He was incredible. It opened up about some awesome stories about playing Tiger in the Ryder Cup and just showed us a totally different side of who he is. I mean, huge in the rap game. Huge in the Give rap. You a Not a lot of money. people know about that. John Rahm, big in the rap game. We actually got a little sample of that that hopefully we could show later in the show. But you're right, like – this first one for John to take time to come in here. He's a guy you and I get to be around a lot because we're in Scottsdale here to play golf with him. So we kind of know who John Rahm is, but I feel like the world doesn't really know John Rahm other than what they see. He's an emotional dude, gets fired up, slams clubs, all that stuff. A lot more behind the scenes than that than uh, with John Rahm. And uh, I think this interview, good one to come out the gates with, with a yeah. little top three player in the world and get some behind the scenes scoop. I totally agree with you. He was, he was absolutely fantastic. One of the other things, Sleazy, we're going to do on this show is – is really get behind the scenes. Tell tell these people what some cool stories from tour, some tour players, you know, kind of what happens at these golf tournaments that a lot of people don't know about. And I know you got a great story with Phil Mickelson. I have an awesome one with, a, with our good buddy, Graham Billette, PJ tour player, Canadian guy. I'll, I'll share mine to start out with. We were, uh, we were at Hilton Head a few years ago. Bryson DeChambeau is making his pro debut right. at um, the Heritage the week after Augusta. So, you know, Bryson, um, he wears those little hats or whatever. Yeah, what do you call those? I don't even know what they're called. News hats or something like that. Right, right. So they made, since it was um, his first week, they made tartan print because the winner gets a tartan jacket, tartan print hats. So his locker, obviously, DeChambeau, Dillette, are there next to each other. So all week, Graham's like, I hate this kid. He's been out here for five minutes and he's already annoying me. Like he's got stuff in front of his locker. I can't even get to mine. Just he's complaining about it. Yeah, old man, get off my lawn. Yeah, he's like, who's this guy? I don't even think he is. So all week, just complaining, complaining, complaining every day. Then since he's he's a Puma guy, just like Bryson, he had to put a welcome tweet. He's like, welcome to the team, hashtag cap it like Bryson. Right, so, so he's, then, he's course, pumping Bryson's yeah. debut. I was like, oh, you hate this kid, but now you're tweeting about yeah. it and all this. And he's like, oh, I had to, I had to. So <laughs> I finished up my round on Friday. I had my caddy go buy one of the hats. 
30 bucks. Well worth it. Yes. Go buy one of the hats. I autograph it. Two grand. Best of luck in your career. Bryson DeChambeau. Beautiful. Put it in his locker. Beautiful. So just put it in there. Don't say anything. I'm out hitting balls, getting a little practice. I see Graham Dillette coming to the range, and you can just see the steam coming out of his head. Like he is just about ready to lose it. He comes over, and he's like, you're never going to believe what this kid did. And I'm like, what? He goes, the kid autographed a hat. Wish me best of luck in my career and put it in my locker. Like, who the hell does he think he is? He's like, he's been out here for a minute and he's signing, giving me an autograph hat. Are you kidding me? And I was like, dude, that's kind of a bold play. I was like, you gonna say anything to him? He's like, I don't know. He goes, he goes, I think I'm gonna say something. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you, you should, should say something. Dude. So he's yeah. just storm. I mean, he's pacing back and forth on the range. He's so mad. <laughs> like 20 minutes later, he comes back and he still he goes, you know what? I think someone's messing with me. And I finally couldn't keep, <laughs> keep it in any longer. And I just started dying laughing. He goes, damn it, you got me good. So did he ever say anything to Bryson or no? Because um, that would be incredible. Like, listen here, the punk. So I thought Bryson knew the story. He actually didn't. I told him last year in Las Vegas the story. And he goes, that is amazing. Yeah. So Bryson actually appreciated it. Are they tight? Are they boys now? Are they cool? They squash the beef? I think they're okay. Okay. That's a good. <laughs> but Bryson just, you know, he's. I mean, if you see him out there, he's got six guys watching him hit balls at all times. He's got more entourage than anybody. He's very high maintenance. So right. he's got, I mean, every week in front of his locker, and there's just stacks and stacks of stuff. It's ridiculous. Yeah, first event, and here's Graham is. Yeah. Veteran, international President's Cup guy, kid stuff everywhere. Perfect. Well played on that. It, was, well it, it worked out. That. It was one of my favorite pranks I've done out there. That's a good We'll one. share a lot more of those we'll, stories. Yeah, we got a lot more of those to go. We could do a full show on just that story. I got first time ever playing with Phil Mickelson, right? Young kid. Six, seven, eight years ago, something like that. Get invited to play with Phil at Whisper Rock. They're like, hey, you want to come out? Phil's in town. You want to play? And I was like, uh, yeah, I think I'm think the schedule's clear for Phil. We go out there. I mean, this is a dude I idolized as a kid growing up, right? Everybody our age did. Get out there, shake his hand. We're hitting balls. We go to the first tee. And I'm like a little bit nervous, right? Never played with Phil, nothing. Get on the tee. We set up a game. And he's like, all right, me versus you. What do you want? You want? He asked me for shots. I was like, no shots, no shots. Uh, straight up, your bet versus me. It was 400 bucks. That was the bet. 400 versus 400. Okay. He looks at me like I'm an idiot. And I probably was, but I was like, yeah, let's go. Fast forward the whole round. I end up closing Phil out on 17 green, right? Par three. I hit it close, make the birdie. It's over. We get to the 18 tee. It gives me what he calls a low hob bat, right? That's what he calls a double or nothing. So it's one hole, double or nothing. I take, of course I take it. Yeah, you're on. Play 18, par five, both make birdie. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I have to win. If I, if I, even if I won the match or lose the Aloha, like I get no money from Phil. It doesn't count as like a win. Right? I need to have this money from Phil Mickelson in my hand. Tie the 18th, both make birdie. Walk off, shakes my hand on the 18th green, hands me the $400 in my hand as we walk off. Because we're about to go on the grill and have drinks and stuff. And there's no way he's going to have anyone seeing him handing money to anybody else, right? So I get it. And I'm walking back to the, to the grill with a good buddy of his, a guy he played college golf with. And, he, and I was like, dude, you know, I got his money. This is the best. And he's like, you know what you need to do, dude? Go in and sign one of the Whisper Rock catalogs for him. So at, the, at this club we play at, if you win the club championship, you're on the cover of the magazine. That year, I happened to be on the cover of it, right? So I was like, yo, you think I should do that? Like, well, he t- he's like, no, trust me. It'll be great. So we go in, we sit down. I sneak off. I grab one of the catalogs. Same thing, dude. I, I, I write on it, Phil, you have a very nice game, dot, dot, dot. Never give up. Drew Stoltz and I sign it right so I put it I tuck it in my back pants I'm like I'm gonna hide this for like the big reveal right so I go in and sit down wait for the conversation to die down finally dies down Phil's right next to me I pull it out put my arm around Phil's like hey man just want to let you know dude like loved having you out here today you're more than welcome anytime you want to come out here by the way he designed the golf course like Phil Mickelson is this place he is he is God there's no one higher than Phil at this place so I hand it to him. I was like, hey, you know, anytime you want to come out, man, love to, love to tee it up with you. And he goes along with it. He was cool. He's like, oh, dude, super appreciate it. Like, it's the nicest thing you could have ever done, blah, 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 all this stuff. Anyway, so he leaves. He takes off. 
about five minutes or sorry, fast forward like two days. He was going to play a practice round at Marion for the U.S. Open. I get a text from his caddy, Bones at the time, right? And he's like, hey, Phil wanted me to thank you. He's been checking in under the name Drew Stoltz at every hotel that he goes to so that he can remain completely anonymous. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well played. Touche, well played. touche. So now anytime I see him, he's like, dude, I can't thank you enough, bro. Best 400 bucks I ever spent in my life. I haven't been asked by one person ever. No one's heard of Drew Stoltz. He so. is. He can even he when can you win, smack, you lose. Yeah. yeah, it was a good like rebuttal. He'll always one up you with the how many tournaments, how many majors, all that stuff. There's nowhere you can go with it, but uh, at least I asked him to sign a hundred dollar bill too at the table. It's like, hey, I signed this for you. If you could just do me a favor and sign this, and and uh, I'm paraphrasing here, basically said you can forget it and yeah. slid it right back to me. And I was like dead serious about that. I like legitimately wanted that hundred bucks. I would have never spent it in my life. But that's that's cool. But yeah. we're we're gonna share many many stories like that of our times with with some of the greats in the game of golf. And we're really looking forward to getting this thing going. One of the recurring segments we're going to do here on Subpar Podcast, Colty, is a little game called Colt versus Drew. Now, we have no idea what's coming at us, but our producer, Mark, who's behind the scenes here, is going to throw us out a question. You and I debate it, and I believe at the end of the time here, Mark's going to declare a winner. So this is straight off the top. We got no prep, no nothing. I don't even know if these are golf-related questions or not, but the gist is Colt versus Drew. Producer Mark declares a winner at the end of the show. So we're going to get into this right now. Marky, got that first one? First question. More underrated player right now, Webb Simpson or Paul Casey? Mm. You want me to lead? I'll let you have the I'll honor. Lead. Let me get the, yeah, my T, my T. Most underrated player, I'm going to go Webb Simpson. If uh, I was actually just looking at his stats recently. If you rewind to the Masters of last year, 2019 Masters, he has not had a finish worse than 30th in 17 straight events and the 30th was at the open championship last year which is kind of a little one-off there um has not finished worse than 30 i believe he has four runner-ups and now he just won the phoenix open he gets he's on the he's on the international you know he's on the the team events Ryder cup president's cup all that stuff everyone knows he's a good player but i don't think people realize exactly how good he is and how consistent he is i would take webb simpson in that argument yeah i, I hate to agree with you but i'm going i'm okay. going to uh, I like Webb Simpson in that one. I mean, he's a player's champion, U.S. Open champion, six wins on tour. Uh, Paul Casey's a fantastic player as well. But Webb, I mean, he's just he's won more big events. He never plays bad. He's one of those dudes that like never has a, oh, where's Webb? Oh, he shot six over, missed cut. Never. And he's sneaky, hits a shank about every tournament. And which, any which dude that can hustle one like every other event, that's a, that's a dude in my book. He shanks one respect. and still plays good. He's, he shanks like two a tournament or once every tournament and he finishes fifth. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do. All right. It's real talent. All right. More due for a win. Jordan Spieth or Tony Finau? Your T. Uh, Tony Finau. Because mm-hmm. um, he's he's up there, it seems like, every week. Yeah. Jordan Spieth's not playing good golf right now. He'll be the first to tell you that. Um, Tony Finau is so, so due. Yeah, this is a, it's going to be a tough segment if we keep agreeing. I got to go Finau. He's knocking on the door all the time. Bunch of runner-ups since his last win. And when you just piece in the fact that, like, what he can do physically compared to Spieth, like, Spieth's unbelievable. What he's done in golf is crazy. Finau can do things that Jordan Spieth can't do, like, off the tee and just the way he hits the ball right now. Like, Tony has length that, like, very few people on the planet have. I just think that's more repeatable over time. And, And the fact that he's only got one. Is one of the great mysteries in golf. I think that'll go away soon. But yeah, most do. Got to go with Fina. All right. Hopefully you guys disagree on this one. Better performance at the Super Bowl halftime show. Shakira or J-Lo? I'm giving it to Shakira just because of that tongue thing she did. Yeah, that's good. That's a blow up internet <laughs> I'm a big meme fan of both of them, But that tongue thing, 
one at four. All right, I'm gonna go to the other side. I go J Lo A because I've loved her since I was about 13 years old. knew knew what was going on in the world. I gotta go J Lo, and I will give it to her. You you referenced the tongue thing for Shakira, the pole that yeah. that J Lo got up at age 50 or whatever, and then dance up there. That's that's the real deal. She's that's, 50 years old. Shakira's 43. It's they, unbelievable. They still got it. J Lo, Jennifer Aniston go to the same pharmacist. I don't know what they're getting from that pharmacist, but they're going they're aging in reverse. Then uh, yeah, J Lo for me. I wasn't mad about either of them. Nah, I could take a I could take an easy tie there. All right, better California tournament, Pebble Beach or the Genesis Invitational? Well, how would he know? He's never played in any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually participated in these. That's uh, a good point. Riviera Genesis Open is incredible. Riviera is one of the coolest golf courses on tour. The first tee shot at Riviera, I think, is one of the best tee shots in golf too. It's uh. It's awesome. That place is special. Yeah, L.A., incredible hang. Just to, just to mix it up and go to the other side, I'll take Pebble Beach. Best venue in golf. Maybe the tournament doesn't draw the same players because you've got the pro-am element, right? You don't, A lot of guys don't want to get out there for that. But anytime you tee the ball up at Pebble Beach, that's a special deal. So there's no better place for my money in the world than Pebble Beach, so I'll take Pebble Beach on that. All right, last question. Better nickname, Gravy? Or the sleaze. Oh, come on. Everything's better with gravy. <laughs> sleaze just sounds dirty. Yeah, that's why it's better. That's it, right? I don't got to even say anything. Sleaze. We'll get into the origin of that of that name at some point. But, dude, sleaze, that thing caught on like wildfire, bro. Never to leave. They both are pretty good. They got a nice little ring to them both. You know, put them together, boom, magic. Amazing. Everything pretty close there, but the everything's better with gravy line. Rain true. Got to give this one to Colt. Mm. Oh, God. Okay. Can't, can't win them all if you don't win the first. That's please. right. Enjoy that. Savor that one. One and oh. Savor that one. Thanks, Mark. Much appreciated. This is biased. I slipped him 100 before I need we started an audit. this. Today. I need an audit on this. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Great start with Rom here and uh, looking forward to many more. There's above average, there's average, and then there's subpar. And Colton Drew, we are definitely subpar. <laughs> <laughs>